So I just wanted to entitle this when you can't play games with God. I'm on my way to work and I had a really great weekend, greatly wonderful Mother's Day weekend. Can't thank God enough for everything that he's doing. But I wanted to go ahead and um I was thinking of another sermon that I had listened to uh by one of my uh, mentors that I respect and uh, she was talking about Saul saying that he was doing the will of God he said I'm doing the will of God right here and then she kind of basically dismantled everything that he did that really was not the will of God he was doing what he wanted and then he still tried to still clean it up because he did part of what God said but he didn't do all of what God said but he wanted to make it seem like he really did the full will of the Lord and that's when the Lord pretty much took away his kingdom but or, or really was never his anyway but the Lord took away his kingship and gave it to you know to somebody else that very day even though there was no evidence of it outwardly the Lord pretty much let him know that it was coming now that his days were numbered as far as king and it's interesting because I haven't listened to that sermon in several it's almost been probably a, a year that I've listened to that sermon but as I'm driving and I was thinking of situations in my own you know experience uh on this earth and how people play games you know like they just play so many mind games with each other and you know and a lot of times you can you can fool people you really can fool people but you can't play no game with God you know like because he already he already seen it before you even did it he already seen what you did and it's the best thing to do is just to own up to the wrong that you did instead of trying to shift shift things around and play games you know it's it's like better just to own on up to the wrong that you did and go forward because the lord he's a good guy he's giving you what you already have like for instance in the case of saul he gave Saul that that leadership position. He gave Saul without Saul earning it, without Saul even being in line to get it. He gave it to Saul. And unfortunately, you know, after having the blessing, you know, Saul just started taking it upon himself to, to do things the way he wanted to do things. And he didn't really care about the repercussions of it until it was too late. Of course, he, you know, bitterly, he was probably you know thinking oh man I misstepped that and I and I should have waited for Samuel to come before I um gave this un you know this unholy offering to God you know <laughs> like he he set up the altar he did what he went he, he did his offering the way he wanted to do it he had already misstepped by not following the complete direction of destroying all the um enemies of God that he was supposed to do but he was he got greedy he got the the green eye and he wanted some of the possessions of the of the stolen uh property i mean it are really was stolen property it was property that they had the spoils of war but the lord he was already a king he already had everything he needed he didn't really need any of that extra stuff that was just total greed and so he stole it <laughs> um because it was illegitimate for him to take it when the lord told him that it was supposed to be destroyed and not mixed with 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 um with the king with the kingdom of god and i think there's another that's a whole nother lesson in that is like sometimes 
most of the time, the Lord is doing stuff for our own good. He's not just trying to keep us from something. He's When he gives a direction to us, it's because he's trying to keep us safe from something. And for all the things that uh, the evil king, he even spared the evil king too. The evil king was supposed to be killed. He didn't kill him. And then he didn't uh, destroy all those um, all those evil people's property and their animals like the Lord told him to do. And so we don't know perfectly everything, but I can just suggest that part of the reason the Lord didn't want all those things, in, you know, taken away is because maybe they have been, you know, defiled in some way. And the Lord just didn't want to mix anything defiled with the clean, you know, and so that and that and that was just something that Saul should have trusted. He should have trusted God's God's ultimate authority instead of choosing to do his own thing and that's and that's the same that's the same sin of adam and eve is like they wanted adam eve wanted the knowledge of good and evil and that was knowledge that the lord knew she really couldn't handle i mean like in a way as humans we still have not fully recovered from having that ability to make choices with good and evil because good and evil is not as cut and dry as people like to try to make it in the movies. Because I went to go see a, a hero movie uh, this past weekend. And I've also went to go see The Wizard of Oz, um, which was really, really fun. And um, I never really liked The Wizard of Oz when I was growing up. And it came on TV because it was too long. And I just thought it was kind of like too corny and everything. But seeing it in the play form and just take the takeaways from it when I saw it, within an hour and a half I really did enjoy it and I enjoyed the themes because here we have a cowardly lion which is a lion is supposed to be your most you know he's he should be the one in the jungle that everybody else is afraid of he's supposed to be at the top and he's over here scared of his own tail and then you have the tin man who really just wants he wants to be a human you know basically and then you have a scarecrow who usually we don't even think has any feelings. He can't have it's an inanimate object, but they've given him actual feelings like a person and saying that he the only thing he he lacks is uh, wisdom to make choices or you know the ability to actually think. And really, what they meant is that he doesn't have any knowledge. He doesn't have any wisdom. Um, and so it was just. It was just amazing how the person that originally did The Wizard of Oz, you know, there were so many um, positive, I guess, takeaways in, in what he was trying to convey in his story. And then when you had the big, the great Oz that really wasn't the great Oz after all, and all he was was just a magician that that gave illusions to people that he could do more than what he really could do. And even in the end, he had to fix it up by still just reframing what they already had in their life you know and giving them the acclamation of it but they he didn't really give them anything <laughs> he, he didn't really give them anything that they didn't already have and so it, it it just was it was really cool i really enjoyed that but when i when i get back to playing games that's that's what people do they try to make it seem like they have ultimate power over you because they're your boss or they can take your job away and things like that you see how people doing that you have the system that system in itself like you got to do all this stuff just to survive in this system you know you got to have 
protection of for your car, protection for your house, protection for your health. I mean, goodness gracious, you know, like you have to have insurance, so-called insurance for all these different entities and parts of your life. And then as soon as you do really actually need it, then you get penalized for using it. I mean, to me, that that's another game. I mean, that that's another game. So it's like they, they really just have these these safeguards around so that they have a reason to get money out of you and keep you poor in some in, in a lot of circumstances because they know a lot of people cannot afford all those extra bills because the regular bills of rent groceries and if they do have any kind of transportation all that is already con- consuming a lot of their income so then if you got to add insurance to all these different parts of your life on top of that it's it's absolutely ridiculous and and uh, i'm sorry i'm going on all these different tangents but i'm just saying people play so many games with each other that then they start deceiving themselves into thinking they can play games with God and that he's really going to play he's going to play ball with them and it's like no you know and that's what I used to really like about John Hagee when I did used to follow his ministry is he would say things like uh you don't get to make a deal with God he he's the one who is he's the one who who has all the power so he says no this is the deal because he he talked about salvation and he said there's so many people that want to come to God uh, when it comes to the, the the issue of salvation and say well I want to come to him through Buddha. I want to come through him through Allah. I want to come through him through uh, Krishna and all these other crazy uh, names. And he says, no, that's not how it works. You know, he's the one who gave his son, his only begotten son. And this is the the deal. You have to get on board with that. And if you can't accept Jesus, then he says he's the only way to the father. There's no other way. So all those other ways, all those other names are not going to get you to the father. And that's another way that I feel people kind of, they can't blame the devil for all of that because the Lord says that there's clearly knowledge of him in just everyday life. There's knowledge of him in the, in the, in nature. So he said for people to blame the devil for them missing Jesus or for them missing the only way to get to the father, they really are not going to have an excuse for even, even with that because he's, he, he said that every person has a, Uh, a measure of faith and so that shows you right there that it's up to them what they do with it the lord says every man was given a measure of faith and he said the light came into the world but people love darkness more than the light and so when i when i think of the simple things in life things that are just not even you know like having insurance on my car or having insurance over my house or health insurance all those different things um those type of things don't keep me up at night, but I know it keeps some other people up at night, especially when they find out they have cancer or, you know, like when, when, when the, when the shoe drops, then all of a sudden they're concerned about, or they get in a car accident. Now all of a sudden they're concerned about, oh man, I really wish I should have had coverage. Not knowing that they, all they would have done was got penalized for having the accident and then their rates would be raised even more. But it's like, it's, it, it's just when you think of the, the minimum things that we that we do, we take chances all the time. We take chances um, when when we get in our cars and drive to, drive places. We take chances when we, you know, do things with our health that we know are not safe. We know it's not safe for us to be eating out all the time in all these different restaurants and um, eating all this fast food that we know has all these preservatives in it. And even not just the fast food, but just a lot of the food that's not organic. 
a lot of people have become way more conscious about it and they're really trying to do something about uh, about their eating habits and things like that but a lot of people wait till they're already diabetic or they wait till they're already having heart problems to really start getting getting a hold of their eating patterns and stuff and so once again they wait till the shoe drops and then they start saying oh man disaster stricken and i need to i need to redo some things i need i need to you know be more concerned about how i'm treating my temple the lord already told us that we're supposed to treat our temple a certain way and he already gave us guidelines of um don't be gluttony you know he's already given us guidelines about how to how to take care of ourselves and that's just been so disregarded by a lot of a lot of people that are not trying to live holy and then you got people that go the other way where that's too much consuming of their time is their fitness and the way they look and what they're eating what they're not eating you got some people that that's their whole life you know that that's their their obsession and so when you have people that are doing all that okay well what about your spiritual side what about you know what what about where this temple is going to end up eventually because it's not going to be 28 forever it's not going to look like 38 forever it's like you know it's not going to be on this earth you know running laps and eating veggies and eat doing all that it's not going to do that more than 80 years so you've got people that are playing games where they fixate their self on all the things that are carnal and then they really don't think that the spiritual is worth their time it's not worth their effort it's not worth their investigation but then I think somewhere in their heart of hearts, they basically say they're on their way to heaven because I don't think anybody would rationalize to themselves they're on their way to hell and be really okay with that. So I think a lot of people in their own heart of hearts, they think ignorance is bliss and they hope that they're still on their way to heaven, even though they haven't done anything to, to, to figure out how to get there. Um, and that's another great, great way that people play games with themselves. And so I just, I, I just look at it like, I'm glad that I'm that my eyes are open and that I see things for what it is. You know, like I I haven't always been perfect at see serving God and looking for God in the right ways either. But I've always had a hunger for Him. I've always had a, a honor for the Lord. I've always had a a um, when I say hunger and a thirst, I I can say it's like that's always been something that I've. I've made priority. In some ways, I somehow got um, distracted. Even when I was trying to serve God, I thought that the way I was serving was kind of important more than the fact that Lord was the one who finally makes the final. He makes the final decisions on things. Like it doesn't. I don't. I shouldn't have to worry about the outcomes of how I serve. Just serve and just love and just continue doing it and being obedient to what He says. And, um, and sometimes that does get rough because I see other people that seem to be prospering and stuff and they're not serving or they're serving in a way that I don't believe is, uh, appropriate. And I'm like, Lord, is this really you or is this something else? And the Lord was like, just don't worry about them. Don't worry about where, you know, it's not your business really is what the Lord basically said. It's like, it wasn't my business for the Lord have to explain to me why this other person, like a Creflo Dollar type person, are, um, you know, some of these people that they're they're just talking out of both sides of their mouth when it comes to the way it is to when you're saved, you know. And so when I found out that a lot of those people are being actually 
um, sponsored by demonic cults, it made more sense to me. But it, but when I was younger, I didn't I didn't know all the research about all those little programs and all those people, those new word of faith people. I didn't know they were all coming from the same place. And so once I found that out, then I was like, oh, okay, so these people aren't really working for the Lord. Now it makes more a lot more sense why they're able to say the things that they say and do the things that they do and you know uh store up store up riches for themselves on this earth more than worried about the real kingdom so so after i found out that it did help me and that was you know years later that the lord you know allowed me to come across some information but he was always correct and he just told me don't worry about them because at the end of the day i don't have to i don't have to give an account for those people on judgment they have to give an account for their own self and so it's only my business to make sure that I'm doing the will that he's called me to do and that I'm not focused on things that are not about my the business of what he wants me to be doing so that being said I would just sign off at this point because I'm at work now and um I'll just say you know I'm just I'm thankful to you Lord I'm grateful to you I love you Lord and um can't make it without you.